Aim a Little Higher podcast, episode 11. Guys, welcome. And I just wanted to take a minute out before we even get started on this episode to thank you all for your support so far. It has been amazing. You know, since the launch of this podcast, um, we've had positive tweets, you know, Instagram messages, Snapchat messages, that kind of thing. With really positive feedback on how you're finding these episodes. So it is completely and utterly appreciated. And for those of you who have taken part in the Saturday Q&A so far, thank you. For those of you who have your questions in our inbox, we are definitely going to get around to your episode. And for those of you who are sitting on the fence, like, should I, should I do a question? I... Guys, get stuck in. Reach out on Twitter, Instagram, or even the Facebook page. Type in Kamal Hyman onto Facebook. Got the Facebook page there. Kamal Hyman on Twitter. Or you can type in Aim a Little Higher and Aim a Little Higher on Instagram. And of course, you can go directly through Eliza Doyle, which is Eliza.Doyle on Instagram as well. So episode 11, we've made it past 10 episodes, which for me is amazing because sometimes when you start a new habit, you can do it a few times. But once you get past that kind of number 10, you know you're well on the way. Um, You know, one of my favorite speakers once said that the first 10 days are unbearable, you know, and the second 10 days, you know, they're difficult, but the third 10 days are easy. So if you're starting something new and you're sort of like, you know, on the fence about it or it's January and those New Year goals are starting to get to you, keep it rolling, keep it going. One thing I've learned from doing this podcast is once you start being consistent with it and getting momentum, it feels amazing. Like, it's so exciting. So I just wanted to take a minute out to thank you. So a massive thank you. Now, what I'm really excited about, what's really firing me up right now is we're getting ready to build a tribe. Like, we are building a tribe, meaning I talk a lot about, you know, hang around, surround yourself with eagles rather than chickens. And we've had all these people come on the show, all these motivational, inspirational people who have got such amazing stories. And what they all have in common is they've realized they're a brand and they've built their dreams based around their own brand. I mean, in this interview, you're going to hear a lot about being yourself. Now, I know some of you struggle with that concept or struggle with, well, how do I build this brand? How do I, you know, turn this potential into results? How do I figure out what my passion is? So what we're doing with this tribe is you're going to get exclusive content from me. You're going to get exclusive videos and there'll be exclusive competitions that no one else has access to apart from members of this tribe to keep you going and keep you positive and keep you accountable to your goals. So go over to www aimalittlehigher.com click the massive button that says join the tribe and you will receive a crash course in how to build your personal brand you'll then be put into the tribe and you will receive emails every two weeks so we're not going to bother you and pester you but every two weeks just to give you that extra push that extra bit of motivation and some new tips and tricks on how to build your brand and we are all brands you know the way our teachers see us the way our friends see us the way potential employers see us and that's what we need to focus on that's what we need to grow and figure out how we can still like love ourselves be ourselves completely but present that to to the real world in a way that makes them love us appreciate us and bring us in and want to work with us so my goal with this aim a little higher tribe is to empower you to build your brand so that you can build a life of your design rather than just living life by accident so thank you guys for your support so far. Head over to aimlittlehigher.com, join the tribe, and I look forward to seeing you on the other side. So that's enough from me. Let's get on with the show. Here's a little highlight of what's to come. Be you. That's my hashtag, be you. Be you. Because somewhere along the way you told, as you said, well, you know, don't rock the boat, keep your head down, what you need to be. Nah, 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 nah. You, you know, when I go to speak at Bentley, guess what I wore? 
Jeans, trainers, Adidas superstar. When I spoke at JCB, guess what I wore? Jeans, trainers, Adidas superstar. When I spoke at the business show, yeah, you get the point. You're locked into a little higher podcast where we interview inspirational individuals every Monday and Wednesday and answer your questions every Saturday to help turn your potential into results. Results. I know you're going to dig this. Introducing your host, he was an Olympic torchbearer, Pete Jones's National Entrepreneur of the Year and motivational speaker, Kamal Hyman. Hello and welcome to the Aim Little Higher podcast. It's Kamal Hyman here and it's my absolute pleasure to introduce today's guest. He's the UK's number one motivational business speaker, the founder of Four Networking, which holds over 5,000 meetings each year across the UK, and is also author of three business books and is the highest rated and reviewed business author on Amazon. His bio clearly states, I change my life, hear me speak, and I'll change yours. It's the one and only Mr. Brad Burton. Brad, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how are you doing, Kamal? Absolutely great. How are you, sir? Kicking backside, as always, my friend. Kicking backside. You know something, it's a Monday. And if you're dreading Monday mornings or your weekends are going too fast, you're in the wrong job, you're in the wrong business. So I'm good to go. I love that. If you're dreading Monday mornings, you are in the wrong job. To get a little bit of an idea of kind of what makes you do what you do and kind of how you tick, we'd like to start off with the foundation. And the Aim a Little Higher movement is all about setting solid foundations. And we say, you know, don't chase your dreams, build them. So can you tell us a bit about your foundation? What were you like as a young child? Uh, you know what? I got no qualifications. I was brought up in the council estates of Manchester. Um, my dad was a heroin addict. You know, so hardly ideal conditions, if I'm honest. And my teacher said to me I'd never amount to anything. And up until about 10 years ago, he was right. You know, he's absolutely right. But I changed. I started wondering that anger about. I'm letting my life fritter away here. So when I was a young man, you know, 2021. 20, I was into the rave scene. I'd go out every single weekend to the drum and bass raves and the likes. And I wasn't taking my life seriously. My life only started being taken seriously when I was about 27, to be honest. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I, you, know, you know, the foundations that you talk about, I had foundations of blancmange and anything that I tried to build in it. And one of the things that I say to people is what I was doing is I was, um, I was focusing on the short term. So you get paid today. Uh, you go out over weekend, you spend all your money, you're now skint for the rest of the week. Yeah. And that's that's how it was, and everything was short-term. And the way that my life turned around is I started looking at the medium and long-term. And, and that's the brave move, that, to why your friends are all going out and partying, for you to be saying, well, actually, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to sort of start to get my life together. Um, so I've done four years in the dole. I've washed cars for a living. Um, 11 years ago, I was delivering pizzas to keep my business afloat. And people say to me, oh, Brad, you know, you're so lucky. Look what you've achieved now. You know, you all the things that you just talked about there, you know, wonderfully lucky. Well, guess what? Prior to these last 10 years, I think people would have said I was, I was unlucky. So somewhere along the way, maybe just maybe we create our own luck. And maybe if you've got any uh, unlucky circumstances in your own life, then maybe they're down to your bad decisions. You know, sometimes bad luck comes our way. I get that. But in the round, my bad luck from my, my background has came from my bad decisions. Wow, so you you create your own luck, basically, is what so, I'm kind so of hearing. And, and and the thing is, you know, it's um, I say to people, don't confuse bad decisions with bad luck, because we do that. Oh, it's lucky that that happened. No, 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 no. You got yourself into that mess, and and it often takes a whole lot of bad luck, a whole lot of mistakes, for you to realise actually that's not the the world you want to be living in, and that's what happened to me. 
Awesome. Awesome. I mean, you touched on it um, with the education route, but a lot mm. of our listeners are kind of like, do I go an apprenticeship? Do I need mm. to go to university? Is school for me? For you, what education route made <clears> sense <throat> for you? I um, did a YTS back in 1989 or whatever it was, youth training scheme, and I worked for £35 a week um, making cups of tea and pottering around a, a, a um, computer support desk. But the thing is, I'd say this about any person, no matter what you want to do, whether it's university, whether it's education, whether it's go and get a job, whatever it is you want to do, you'll find a way. It always works out. If you think about me, I don't have a qualification to my name, not one, right? Not a single one. Yeah, I do okay. Yeah, I've managed to write three of the highest rated business books on Amazon. Right. So somewhere along the way, I changed. I've, I've developed. So I, my boys, I've got, I've got three lads, and if they wanted to go to uni, great. If they wanted to start their own business, off, great. If they wanted to go handing flyers out of the nightclubs of Ibiza for a couple of years, great. It's not a problem because it's your life, and you can do whatever you want. And and this is what I say to people: in that somewhere along the way, we are signposted that this is what a life should be and the problem you've got with further education and i'm not taking nothing away from it i'm genuinely not because actually would i rather have a degree than not of course i would but the problem you've got is this when i'm as an employer um of, of a company and people come to see me you know and let's say they all turn up with degrees you know two one or two two i don't even know which one's better right true yeah. right but whatever <laughs> they, whatever whatever degrees they turn up with there's 10 people coming for the job with the same degree and I'll tell you something now, the one that gets the job isn't the one with the degree. It's the, it's the one who's got the personality. So you can either have a personality or you can have a degree or you can have both. And you'd be very fortunate to have both. But I just think that it's not about qualifications because if you can do the job, you're qualified. And that's where that's everyone who comes to work for me. That's on that basis. The degree thing is honestly so far down the pecking order. And if you spent four or five years to get that degree and then to get pipped by the post by someone who's got a bit of personality, you know, so there's no right and wrong ways of it. And you just find your own way. So don't beat yourself up that if you didn't get your results that you need for your university or whatever, don't beat yourself up because you'll find a way in the same way that I found a way. All I'd say to your audience is this try find it sooner rather than later. Because, like I say, it took me until I was. 27, 31, whatever, to start getting my life in order. And maybe if I would have got my life in order a little bit before that, things would be better. But what I will say about that is I've had, I had a blast, you know, when I wasn't working and I wasn't behaving myself. I've had a blast and I wouldn't change a single thing, not one single thing, come on. Okay, interesting. So it basically sounds here to our listeners is become a well-rounded person. Right. Don't just well, depend on one thing to take you all the way. So if you think about me... You know, I don't have any qualifications yet. I speak to the likes of Bentley. I speak at JCB. I'm a headline speaker at the, the, the business show for eight years in the trot. I've written three books. So I can go mingle with anyone on, on a business level in the UK. And, and they don't turn on and say, well, actually, Brad, I'm not going to speak to you because you don't have a degree or the right appropriate qualifications. They look at my heritage and say, oh, actually, this guy can do it. So, you know, I just remember when I got my results back from a GCSEs, and I think he ended up with, like, uh, F's and U's. I think I might have had a, ended up with a 1D for something, right? But poor, poor um, qualifications. And I remember opening my results with trepidation. Yeah. And I showed my mum the results. And you know what she said? I was expecting 16-year-old to get balled out. And she said, you know, um, there's nothing you can do about it now. Well, wow. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I didn't get shouted at. And it's true, because we can talk about what we should have done and could have done. But actually, you know, but like I say, it's, it works out in the end, always. Awesome, awesome. So what was your first job? 
Um, well, apart from the YTS, I actually got a job in a computer games um, shop, which is fabulous. Um, nice. Because there's several things going on there. Because, one, I'm still mad on computer games. 30 years on, I'm still crazy about computer what's games. Your, what's your console? Uh, PS4. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. I'm serious. You know, PS4, I've been playing Fallout 4. I've been on the, the first run through 89 hours. Uh, and then the second run I'm playing at the moment. And that's in like three weeks. So it's sucked off all my time completely. I've also got an arcade machine. And there's an interesting story about my arcade machine in that it was just a childhood dream. I remember back in 1981 being over in Rill in North Wales on the family holiday and saying, gosh, I'd love to have an arcade machine. How amazing would that be? And now I have a full-size arcade machine in my home. But, (laughs) you know, it's it's more about it being a dream come true for me. That, But the, the, the job that I had in the computer shop retail fabulous because what it did it gave me a big grounding about people about dealing with problems about the importance of of um presentation and my best friend of 25 years i met him he was a customer he came into the shop i've been him with friends he's now a co-director of my business wow so had i not worked in that computer shop game shop in manchester in the arndale I wouldn't have my best friend now and I wouldn't have been his best man at his wedding. So things happen for a reason. And the most innocuous of decisions that you make right now will stay your life for the remainder of your days. Awesome. Is, are there any significant or really surprising kind of moments or achievements that you've had that have made a massive difference for you? Yeah, I um, once again... I, I had an interview recently with BBC Question Time. I'm now on the roster for the fourth panellist on Question Time. So you will see me at some point in the future on BBC Question Time, um, along with the politicians, speaking to the, the nation. Wow. And you think, hang about. This is a guy, <laughs> just, be, just to be clear here, I've, done, I've been on the dole for four years in my life. I've done a session of two years, 18 months, six months. I've been addicted to drugs twice. You know, this is what I'm trying to say. Wow. So it, it's not necessarily where you are in your life right now. It's about where you're going. And I always say to people, never lose sight of your destination. As long as you never lose sight of your destination, Kamal, you'll always get there. And this is the thing is that what happens is if I said to you, hey, Kamal, come and visit me over in Taunton at my HQ. What would the process be for you to do that if you're getting in your car? What would you do? Break out that sat nav. Right. Type break... in that destination. Correct. And this is the thing. Now, imagine you. I said to you, hey, uh, Kamal, I want you to come to me without a sat-nav. How would you do it? It would be a right mess if, if you put the wrong um, destination in. you know. And this is what the whole thing is, is that you need to set the sat-nav for your life. You need to set the sat-nav for your business. Because if you don't set the sat-nav for those things, how on earth do you know where you're going? And that's what happened to me for 27 years or 31 years, depending on where we are, is that I didn't have a destination beyond going out a weekend. So consequently, you just focused on going out a weekend, about looking crisp at weekend, about spending money at weekend, about meeting girls at weekend. <laughs> no, but it's true. Hundred percent. So, 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 so that was all my life was about, and I was very good at it. So, and actually, sorry, go. On. No, so, I mean, you you sound like you were you were really stuck in that and really you know enjoying oh, it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and I wouldn't change a thing about it. But what, so, but what I will say about that is honestly. Um, it, it probably didn't serve me as well as it could have that time, if I'm honest. Yeah. But what's, but, the, what's the exact moment where you discovered what you were passionate about? Oh, that's a good one, Carl. That's <laughs> a good one. All right, here it is. So I, um, I was over in uh, London on the A13, and I was working at a company there, and I was heading up their marketing. I was only there for six months. and was about 30 grand a year. 
And I was living in Somerset, living in digs in Essex for three days. So that was costing me, say, £300, £400 a month, plus my travel costs to and from London uh, every week, plus being away from a newborn boy, baby Ben. And I remember totting it up one day. I used to stick around in the office and use their um, internet before they had Wi-Fi. This is 11 years ago. And um, I remember staying there till like 8 o'clock because the digs I had in Essex, Buckhurst Hill, had no Wi-Fi. Didn't have Wi-Fi back then. Had no internet. So I had nothing to do apart from sitting in a room with a small portable telly. So I, I used to stay in the office till late using their internet. And I'd leave, close the office up and go. I remember driving home one day, 8 o'clock, away from my family. In, I'm in London. My family lives in Somerset. Newborn boy, baby Ben. And I remember going past a guy with a, uh, uh, he's going into a house with electric gates with either BMW or Mercedes. I remember thinking to myself, I could work 80, 100 hour weeks for this company. I'll still never be able to afford the freaking gates. Wow. And it was like the penny dropped and went, well, hang about, Brad, you're blagging yourself here. You are lying to yourself that you're on 30 grand a year when actually, when you take away all your costs and traveling and everything, you know, you might as well be flipping hamburgers at Western Supermare Seafront. Yeah. And the penny drops, because this is what we do. We end up blagging ourselves. We end up blagging ourselves, telling our friends that we're on £20,000 a year or twenty five, whatever it is. And actually, the fact is, once you take in, in all the hours you do, once you're taking your travel costs, once you, you're not on twenty five grand a year, you're on thirteen grand a year. And that's the thing. So I've stopped blagging myself. And that was at that point that everything changed. It was my Robert the Bruce moment when I went, you know what? I need to do something about this. Wow. And what mm. vision did you create for yourself? Like, did you that, say, I'm going to be the number one? No, 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 no. That, that, that was all made up, and I'll get to that in a second. Okay. You know, you know, the, what happened with me is my boy, baby Ben, I promised him. And I'm looking at your picture now. Is that your child? Yes, um, little girl. She is awesome. eight weeks old today. Wow, wow, wow. Well, listen, it changed everything, Kamal, because all of a sudden, it's not about you anymore. It's not about, as it was with me going up tonight, could be Mr. Cool. It's now about my little daughter. I've got Bonnie, Bonnie Burton. She's now 18 months, and it's about my boys. That's what changed for me. When I realised, actually, it's not about me anymore. So all that short-termism, that yeah. fell away, and it's now about the medium-long-termism, producing a life for my boys. And I remember saying, I promised my boy, uh, ben, I'm going to take him to Disney World, right? And I'm 11 years ago delivering pizzas to keep my business afloat. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm on £5.90 an hour. And so I promised my children I'd take them to Disney World. Come on. How are you going to do that, you idiot? Well, guess what? For the last seven years, I've taken my children to Disney World for two to three weeks uh, for the last seven years because it kept me focused. And if your only motivation is money, it's not enough. You need to say, well, okay, you're doing it for your daughter. You're doing it, but that's why you're getting the money. And it keeps you honest. It keeps you straight. And in terms of the speaking stuff, I um I was uh, I run this four networking thing, which is a national business network. And when I started four networking off, uh, 2006 February 2006, it's nearly ten by the way. Um, people laughed in my face. People told me it never work. And if I had to listen to those people, they'd have been absolutely right. But I had to turn the volume down on those people. Anyway, we now run 5,000 meetings across the UK. And it's a fundamentally different way of doing business networking. It's a British way of doing business networking. But what I do um, as a result of four networking is I speak every single day, as in like, do a 40-second interview about uh, overview about my business. But I also have an opportunity in for networking group time to do something called a foresight, which is an insight, not a sales pitch into a specific deal. Anyway, 10 minutes. I've done that for the last 10 years. And then all of a sudden, I've got better and better and better. Because when I first started speaking, I pr promise you, I was like Stevie Wonder. I couldn't look at anyone in the eye, just over the heads. right? Wow. And and now, you know, I'm speaking at, at 200 people that couldn't get in. Um, at my keynote at the business show. I saw now, the pictures. I saw the pictures of the queuing outside. Mate, I mean, listen, I'm waiting for somebody to tap me on the shoulder and say, guess what, you've been found out. <laughs> you know, because somewhere along the way, 
this is just like nuts. But I, 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 you know, it says I'm the UK's number one motivational business speaker. And the reason people say, how do you become the UK's number one motivational business speaker? Speaking at Bentley, speaking at JCB. I just made a website, Kamal. I said I'm the UK's number one motivational business speaker. And you know something? It works. You've just quoted it. And the reality is, I remember looking at this entire space when I looked at this motivational speaker lark in the UK. If I said to you, who's the global uh, number one motivational business speaker, who do you say? Uh, probably go with Tony Robbins. Correct. And every single person that you ask would tell you the same name. Yeah. When you asked in the UK, if I asked 100 people, 100 people would give you 100 different names. So I realised that those shoes were waiting to be fit. Wow. And that's what I jumped in there. And guess what I am? You know, you've got pages upon pages, the times of running articles. I mean, so there's pages upon pages about me being the UK's number one motivational speaker, business speaker. And if I said to you about a boxer, I am the greatest. Who am I talking about? Muhammad Ali. Was he the greatest? Yes. <laughs> well, he got, he, got beat three, he got beat three times. Oh, crazy? yeah, true. Oh, you mean when you get down to actual numbers? Yeah, right. not necessarily. Right, right. So, <laughs> so, so, so straight away, boom, you know, you've got this wonderful, warm vision about Muhammad Ali. Yes, mm. it's amazing, this and other. Well, guess what? He got beat three times. He got knocked out three times. Mayweather hasn't been knocked out three times. The difference is Mayweather didn't have the personality to carry it, the positive personality. He didn't have the, the, the foresight to create future history. And this is the difference. Wow. Just think yeah. about that. Yeah. Floyd, Floyd Mayweather <laughs> is probably the greatest, but somewhere along the way, he's quietened down. Why? Because what happened is, is Muhammad Ali convinced not only himself that he was the greatest, he convinced everyone else in the world that he was the greatest, right or wrong. And that's the same goes for me. Wow. Wow. That's hey, amazing. Hey, come on. We're make, we're, this is making this happen at the moment, Star. We're on fire there, fella. Woo. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it's it. It's good. I love that. In a, in a country where... I, I go. I speak to you know young people in in colleges, and I yeah. go there, and there's this whole energy of like keep calm and be average. I'm like, nah, what are you nah, good at? And it's nah, like, oh, nah, oh, nah, nothing. Nah, nah. Come out, come out, come out. I'm my biggest marketing team. Trust me. You've only got to look at my Facebook, and you've got to look at my my Twitter and stuff. You know, I'm at it. I'm I'm, I'm pumping it out there. I'm, I'm being positive, and I'm being me. And this is what I say to people: be you. That's my hashtag. Be you. Yeah. Be you. Because somewhere along the way, you're told, as you said, well, you know, don't rock the boat, keep your head down. What you need yeah. to do? Nah, 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 nah. You, you know, when I go to speak at Bentley, guess what I wore? Jeans, trainers, Adidas superstar. When I spoke at JCB, guess what I wore? Jeans, trainers, Adidas superstar. When I spoke at the business show, yeah, you get the point. Right? <laughs> so, 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 when I got booked by JCB, the reason that they booked me is they came to the business show and they were looking for a speaker to to speak to their guys. And the first year they came, they couldn't get in. It was five deep outside. The second year they came, they got there early, and guess what? They couldn't get in. It was five <laughs> deep outside. So all of a sudden they're going, this is crazy. What's wow. going on with this kid? So I have created I have created this brand of me being the UK's number one motivational business speaker. And whether I am or whether I'm not, I'm not bothered. But I'll tell you something. If, if I said, okay, if I'm the UK's number one, who's the UK's number two? And that's where it becomes a problem. Because actually, once again, ask 100 people, 100 people give me different answers. Yeah. You ask 100 people now who the UK's number one is, I think you get 50 of them and say Brad Burton. Amazing. And what steps did you take to make that vision an actual reality? To go from well, I, yeah, on the doll to speaking at Bentley and Absolutely. JCB? You know, the steps I make, I actually have an event called uh, Brad Camp Be a Better Speaker. And we cover this office the entire day. The next one, actually, is then January 26th, I think it is, in, in Birmingham. But I talk about the entire strokes that I pulled off in order to get here. Because all I do is I look at... The, the psychology, and I'm not, you know, I've got no degree, I've got none of that, but I look at the psychology of decisions that people make, and actually, what is it, why is it that JCB chose me over the other 249 speakers at that show? 
Yeah. And I'll tell you the reason why is because I was five deep outside. I'll tell you the reason why, because I wore jeans, trainers and T-shirt. They did not want me to turn up with a three-piece suit and a pocket watch. Yeah. They chose me because I was different. And that's the point is that you need to be different in business because um, otherwise it's going to come down to price or personality. And if yes. you're happy competing on those two things, then that's great. If you're not, do something about it. Be you. Wow. Wow. Powerful. Mm. <laughs> Powerful. We're going to go into our rapid round. Round's going to fire a bunch of random questions at you. Just answer. Can I do, can I, can I do gun fingers and go? Bra, 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 bra. Of course. Like. <laughs> what time do you wake up? Ah, oh, interesting one. It depends. Sometimes I wake up at four thirty and I don't go back to sleep. And wow. uh, with the ch- children and stuff, so I'd say four thirty on, on average. On average, five forty-five. I'd say five forty-five. What one thing do you do in the morning to guarantee you're going to have a productive day? You might want to beat this, joking. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I tweet, I tweet, 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 and it keeps me active. So actually, I wake up and I'm, I'm brimming with ideas. Tweet, 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 capture those ideas. So I tweet, 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 tweet. It just keeps me keeps keeps. It's almost like a a a, a valve for my thinking because if I didn't have that, I'd have all this this stupid energy that actually uh, you know I don't unload. So I unload every single morning on Twitter. Nice. If you could be any animal, which would you be and why? I'd be a lion or an eagle. Um, I have them on my forearms as tattoos, both lions and eagles on both hands, on both arms. And these mean a lot to me. Um, and it's funny, I didn't even realise that throughout my life, these images have stayed with me. For instance, I've got a, an, an eagle that I had when I was seven years old that I still have now. Uh, it's in my bedroom. It was the last thing when my mum and dad got divorced. My, my, my stepfather got divorced. Um, I was seven and I was in the car, the, the taxi to go to the new home. And in the window was this eagle um, from the 70s and I actually got out of the taxi at seven year old and went back to reclaim this eagle and it's still with it now. And same goes for lion. I think, um, you know, a lot of images that I have um, in terms of screensavers and stuff, I didn't even realise. So both eagles and lions, I think they're quite uh, dominant, but yet um, also look after the family and look after the pride, which is what ah, I try to do. Awesome. awesome. Big fan of eagles. Everything mm. I ever gave, I tell people you can be a chicken or an eagle and there's cool. a Love that. massive difference. So that's awesome. What's your favourite dessert? Creme brulee. Oh, creme brulee. Serious. Don't you worry about that. Listen, I know, <laughs> hey, listen, I know I've changed. You know, a new way. <laughs> creme brulee. Awesome. Name one thing you couldn't go without. iPhone. Okay. You're at a karaoke bar. What's your go-to song? Oh, I always do some daft rap. So we go with, uh, hey, listen, if I could, if, if you could get it on, on the karaoke. In fact, I think I've done this at DMX Party Up. Oh, nice. My, yeah, which is my hype song. Right, which is when I'm speaking, um, before I go on, I listen to DMX Party Up. And funny enough, I, I tweeted that the other day. Um, sorry, Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm verified on Facebook. And I didn't realise that when you get a blue tick on Facebook, if you talk about a someone else with a blue tick, they get a message. Oh, so wow. I did I did that, and DMX retweeted me, and I got 81,000 <laughs> on me rapping to um, loosely to DMX. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Can you tell us one thing, something something that most people don't know about you? I got shot at when I was uh, 21 years old. Wow. Mm. I did that's not an, know that's that. A, that's another story. Two <laughs> shots, yeah. Uh, what's your most effective daily habit? Playing PlayStation. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I go back to bed uh, whenever I want to. So often, like, what I do, uh, like yesterday, for instance, I don't know, say it's 3.30, I just go to my bedroom, put on my hot blanket. I've got an electric blanket, put it nice. on full and just like put the cover over my head and zonk myself out for 20 minutes. So hyper efficient. Um, and you can do that when you're employed. Even when you're on business, you can do what you want when you want. Mm. Yes, indeed. What's your biggest distraction? 
PlayStation 4. <laughs> a massive PlayStation 4. Mr. 4 Networking, by the way, if you want to follow me there um, and play games with me. Mr. 4 Networking. Yeah, I um, love my love love games. Absolute staunch gamer. Ah, I'll tell you what. You said to me about people things that people don't know. Go and Google my name, Brad Burton, um, Games Master. I was on Games Master. I used to do the um, games reviews. Remember the work? Oh, in the... no way. Yeah, yeah. You can find me with PJ and Duncan back in 1993 and stuff. Get yeah. ready to rumble. That's it. Hey, <laughs> hey, here's what I want you to do. Go on Google in a second when you come off this. Google Brad Burton, the Wonder Years, and then it's, you'll see it. You find a thread on, a, on the Four Networking Forum, and it's got me actually singing Get Ready to Rumble with... Um, PJ and Duncan back in 1993 or whatever it is, yeah. Awesome. And for all the listeners, I'm going to get that link and put it on the oh, show notes page yeah, yeah, so you can so. find that. <laughs> Amazing. So a time machine is created. It can only take you backwards and can't bring you back, but you keep all the knowledge you have now. You're taking back to your 18th birthday. Knowing what you know now, what are the first three things you do? Wear a condom. <laughs> okay, number one. I'm serious. I'm serious. And this is what I say to your audience here. You know, it's all fun and games until it stops becoming fun and games. And this is what I'm trying to say is that actually, um, you know, you don't take it seriously. It won't happen to you. Well, guess what? You do not want to be bringing uh, babies and children into this world unless you want to bring babies and children into this world. So please, 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 people, wear a condom. I'm being serious there. I know I'm sounding like your dad, right? But it's the one bit of advice that I got given and the one bit of advice that I ignored as well, <laughs> right? So, yeah, and I've got a 20-year-old boy now, you know, so you've got to, yeah, just just at, at right there, people. Um, the other bit of advice there is make sure that what you're fighting for is worth fighting for, nice. all right? Because some stuff's out there that you'll be getting involved in um, which actually can cause you problems for the remainder of your life. So just watch that one there. And the other bit of advice I'd give myself is um, don't worry, Brad, it'll work out. It always does. Because even the darkest day of your life, when I think about those two bullets going through my house uh, back in Manchester, Salford, and I was 21 at the time, and I remember that happened, and everything that was so important to me the day before, smoking weed, playing my Mega Drive games, watching my WWE or WWF back then, um, that all fell away, and then I had to um, move away. And that's why I moved to, Manchester, uh, to to Somerset, to get away from all that. Wow. And it made no sense at the time, but you fast forward now, 20-odd years, the reason I'm on the phone to you now, Kamal, is because of those two bullets. So wow. everything happens for a reason, even the dark, dark, dark stuff. So, you know, you won't see at the time um, the logic behind it, but if you think about the worst day of your life and you think about the best day of your life, these two bookends on your life and I'll steer you down a path, you know, walk. And it's probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. It didn't make any sense for 10, 15 years ago. Mm. Wow, amazing. Yeah. So what wakes you up in the morning? Why do you why do you do what you do? I mean... Be- because, because I wanted to make a positive difference and I continue to make a positive difference. And one of the great things is I got a valuation yesterday uh, on my company or last week or whatever. If I die... Um, if I was to go now, and bear in mind, nobody knows, you know, people, yeah, no one's ever yeah. gone to bed and said, you know what, I'm not going to wake up in the morning, right? Yeah. But it happens um, that my children are well and truly financially looked after, and my family um, mortgage is paid off, and my wife has lots and lots of money. Wow. You know, and that's, that to me, it's like a mission accomplished for me. So I got to that stage, but bear in mind, you know, 10 years ago at 31, I could have said that from baby Ben. I couldn't have said that if dad goes now, he'd be, he'd be ended with nothing. So to be to the point now where if the worst thing ever happened to me that my family would be looked after, I think it's a real moment of pride for me. And there's a real interesting question that I'm asking myself right now in my fourth book, which is how much is enough? 
right? Yeah. How much money is enough? Because there comes a point where three years ago I had a nervous breakdown, and what happened was I was so focused on business success. I ended up with business success. I was ill. And there's a price to pay. So you go to the gym and you go and lift weights up there and you lift a 50 key weight up and all of a sudden your arms ripping and it's straining and muscles. Yeah. Well, guess what? Your legs are muscles as well. And the same goes for them. So if you're putting too much weight on, well, guess what? Your brain is a muscle. And nobody ever goes to a brain gym. They just assume that your brain can handle more and more and more weight. And it can. So three years ago, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being happy, um, uh, sorry, one, one being... Ten being ten being happy, one being miserable. I was a two or a three. I was I was broken, but I was making loads and loads of money. You fast yeah. forward now, I'm making less money, but on a scale of one to ten, I'm I'm an eight or a nine. And this is what I say to people: chase happiness, not money, because there comes a point. There's a sliding scale here. I got a friend of mine. He said, "Oh, he wants a ten million pound business." I said, "Why?" He said, "Well," and he couldn't give me a sensible answer. Said, you've got this. <laughs> wow. You've got this goal in your head here that's been given to you by your dad or whatever. And actually, you don't need £10 million. What is it about a £10 million business that allows you to do something that a £1 million business doesn't, or a £2 million? So, so somewhere along the way, it's like a sliding scale. So yes, you're making more money, but equally you're getting more stressed out, more miserable. So I'm at this point now where I'm at that sweet spot in my life when I'm making enough money, I've got me stuff in order. And actually, the question I'm asking myself right now is have I run out of ambition or have I run out of ability? And it's wow. one that I don't know the answer to. Wow. Mm. Wow, powerful self-reflection. Totally. For audience members listening who are thinking, do you know what? They might not necessarily have been doing great at school and they're listening to you and thinking, do you know what? I can do something. I want to get to where you are. What what three things can they do right now? What three habits should they start right now? Understand this. To get to C, Mm -hmm. which is where everyone wants to be in their life, they've got to go via A and B. And A and B is the stuff that you don't want to do. Right, A and B is the waiting tables. A and B is the delivering pizzas. But if I had not waited tables in my life, I wouldn't be here now. If I had not delivered pizzas in my life, I wouldn't be here now. If I had not spoken to a room with 80 chairs with seven people there, wow. I wouldn't be here right now. Right, You've got to do this. And it's a bit like a box of people go, oh, you know what? I wouldn't mind getting knocked out for three and a half million quid. Well, I'm sure you wouldn't. But the reason that you get the <laughs> opportunity to go and get the, to run the risk of getting knocked out for three and a half million quid, as these heavyweight boxers do, is because not because of the 36 minutes that are in there or the three minutes it takes for them to get knocked out. It's the 10 or 15 years preceding that mm-hmm. that allows them to be pounding the, the roads every single morning when no one's there. When the friends are drinking pints of beer, they're drinking pints of egg whites. Yeah. That's what that's what it's about. And people don't want to do that. They've watched The Apprentice. They've watched Dragon's Den and think, you know what it is? You have 10 minutes with the open theatres and go away with a quarter of a million quid in a, in a, in a briefcase and you go and get a Range Rover Sport with your company logo on the side. <laughs> it takes time, people. 100%. And this is the thing. Set your destination. Set your destination about where you want to be and never lose sight of it. Change your motivation from money. Change your motivation from money because if your only motivation is money, you've just lost. And actually start saying, okay, the reason that I'm doing this is, in your case, I'm doing it for my daughter, right? I'm doing it for her because I promise you, when you get a metaphorical whack in the mouth, yeah. it's a whole lot easier to get up and keep going if it's for your daughter than it is for you wanting an Audi Q7 with 23-inch wheels, yeah. right? So that's one of them. And then the other thing is, is this. Understand this, that the way that a chef makes a delicious dish is by making lots of undelicious ones prior to that, right? Mm-hmm. The reason, you know, mm-hmm. think about it. Think about any any top chef. They've got it wrong thousands of times. Is it too much pepper? So have you got the ingredients right? 
that you need for your recipe of success, right? It's a really good one. So if you look at me X amount of years ago, did I have the, the ingredients? Probably. Was I using them in the right order, in the right amount? No, I wasn't. And this is what you need to say. So question is this, have you got the ingredients right? And, 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 and do you have the recipe for success? And if the answer is no, you need to go and find those ingredients or work out what needs to be more, what needs to be less, and also what kind of recipe you need in order to get to where you want to be. But it is going to take time. It is going to get, take time. And if you think there's any fast track, uh, any shortcuts to success, you've been told the myth. And the only way these get quick rich schemes work is by someone getting skin quick mm -hmm. scheme, mm -hmm. right? So seriously, stay clear of all these people that tell you, you know what, if you come and do this or you listen to this or you come on my course, you'd be rubbish. It's all BS, man. It's all BS. Trust me. I've seen so many people who can ill afford to be taken down that path, taken down that path. So if you want the honest, righteous uh, path in order to, to be a success, it's going to take your time. In my case, it's taken me 11 years. Wow. 11 years become an overnight success. Serious. <laughs> awesome. So finally, before we let you go, you're still on the stage, mm. 10,000 young people in front of you, mm. but you've been told you're only allowed to give one line, one piece of advice before you're dragged off stage by the guys in suits. What's that one piece of advice for those young people? Be you. Be you. Ah, beautiful straight to the point so it is be you you know because we spend time in life pretending to be something we're not you go into these jobs and you pretend to be something you're not in order to, to go through the career well the reason that i didn't get through my career and i failed every step of the way in the corporate world is because i couldn't adapt i couldn't adapt to what the corporate world wanted me to be and where i become a success is creating my own world where i can be me so be you be you be you beautiful brad thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure and so inspiring to have you here on the show good stuff can i do some gum fingers please go ahead <laughs> <laughs> pleasure no, really, really before we let you go how can our listeners get in contact with you yeah yeah please find me uh, on uh, just google brad burton Google Brad Burton. I mean, I'm on Facebook. We've got a verified page on there. So it's facebook.com forward slash the Brad Burton. I'm on Twitter at Brad Burton, Instagram at Brad Burton, and uh, Brad Burton, Brad Burton, Brad Burton. And check out Amazon. I've got three books on there as well. But if you want all sorts of videos and stuff, do go to bradburton.biz. Guess what? Brad Burton will all roads lead to Brad Burton. <laughs> awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, you can surround yourself with eagles or chickens. Mm, you spent time with a certified eagle, Mr. Brad Burton, and myself, Kamal Hyman. Please continue to aim a little higher, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the Aim a Little Higher podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world listening to any show, and you chose to listen to Aim a Little Higher podcast. And for that, I appreciate you. Please be sure to go to www.aimalittlehigher.com and join the tribe and get your crash course in how to build your brand if you'd like the opportunity to win an aim a little higher shirt and get a whole podcast episode dedicated to your question get over to www.aimlittlehigher.com and click the ask a question box to ask us any question you have whatsoever or reach out to us on twitter facebook or instagram type in aim little higher or kamal hyman or eliza.doyle into instagram ask us your question and like the other episodes you'll get a whole episode based on your question. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Peace.